guys. Welcome back to the Literature Craze Podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Whitney. And we're so glad you joined in to listen today. Be sure to give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday, and we would love to have you listen in to future episodes. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Leviticus chapters 13 through 15. But to pick up where we left off last week, let's quickly recap what we saw in chapters 11 and 12. So in the last episode, we started to get our introduction to what is considered to be clean versus unclean. 11 started with clean versus unclean animals, what to do if you came into contact with something unclean. And then in chapter 12, we learned about purification after childbirth and what that actually meant. Hint, it has nothing to do with being insulting or showing that women are lesser than men. And that brings us now to chapter 13. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That was true. Go back and listen for more details. Right. (laughs) Right. 66 days they had to sit and wait if they had a girl but it was only what 33 if they had a boy yeah it was literally doubled for women Mm -hmm. because we're of double value that's why yeah we deserve longer time periods (laughs) (laughs) no that doesn't mean that either (laughs) no no not at all so chapter 13 through what are we going through 15 15 is talking about disease yes laws and being clean and unclean people in terms of disease yeah and then we have you know kind of what the steps were for cleansing Cleansing someone who has disease um and then chapter 15 is talking about bodily discharges so if you don't want to listen to that I, i guess we should put a disclaimer in here yeah maybe it's a little gross yeah it was well, gonna now be a little when we go into and, chapter 15 and graphic and gross feel free to i mean we've talked about circumcision before so it's, it's, among other things it's not <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> no we talked about childbirth keeping a professional episode. here <laughs> yeah so anyway i just want to preface these you know chapters as you know chapters 11 through 15 are about ritual ritual purity yes um and like the state of your ritual purity can you approach god in the state the physical state that you are in whereas 18 through 20 are talking about your moral purity so the way that you act and carry yourself are you clean in the eyes of god so these are specifically talking about the physical states in which someone can become unclean Yes. Right? Like what you can and can't eat. Right. Your diseases of your skin yeah. or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what you come into contact with. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. So. Before, so oh, sorry. Also, before we, I just, before we get into like the details of the chapters and things, I did kind of just want to do, I mean, it, we've kind of talked about it before, but I just read something really good from bible tv or bible.tv about like the holiness of god because god is giving us all these rules and these laws to set israel apart because they are his chosen people right yeah and they're surrounded by pagan nations who are doing oh yes i'm waving my arms around because they're surrounded i said i wasn't going to raise my arms (laughs) um just to kind of set israel apart from the other nations to know that they are different because, you know, God says, be whole. I am holy. Therefore, you know, be holy for I am. holy." Yes. And so this is what it says. I just thought this was, you know, a good little point to throw this in, because, again, we're going over all these laws and rules and clean and unclean and what you can touch, what you can't touch. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. 
It says, of course, the nation could not be holy in the same manner that God was holy. He was divine. They were human. However, they could reach an attitude and practice that would make them separated and consecrated when compared to other nations, not when compared to God. One way to reach this state of holiness was to differentiate between what was clean and what was unclean. According to God's command, not human wisdom or desire, not human wisdom or desire. So to put, you know, all this into context, holiness before God or to be the holy people of God, the nation needed I'm not going to read all that stuff, but they needed these rules and these guidelines, basically, in order to be visibly set apart from everybody else. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, And the whole purpose of Leviticus is how can a sinful, corrupt, selfish people be reconciled to be in the presence of God? Exactly. And that's the whole purpose of Leviticus. I keep, like, whenever I'm reading this, having to remind myself, I mean, not that I have to remind myself, but, like, you know, consciously remind myself of, like, what's the word? The, not capacity, but, like, I don't know, maybe the seriousness of God's holiness, of, like, how incredible and all-encompassing, like, that is like to actually think about it because like we hear we can hear you know god's holy god's holy god's holy you know over and over and over again but like if you sit and actually meditate on it it's super unfathomable 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 yeah that (laughs) words (laughs) (laughs) it is it is and like i mean i can only imagine being one of these israelites people israelite people and having to remember all of these things yeah and having to be always conscious of what state you're in because it could be deadly to approach god in any other unclean type of state you know so like i just which i guess too is probably part of the point of it because and can you think about like the change because they were just living in a pagan society Mm -hmm. where they could i mean they were slaves so they weren't free to do whatever they wanted but like they didn't have like these spiritual at least to my knowledge like rules and guidelines that they're receiving now yeah I mean, they did sort of with the Abrahamic covenant, but like not as far as like eating and like like how to sacrifice, like what you could sacrifice, what you couldn't sacrifice. Yeah. Not like this. Like the rules and regulations of which got much stricter. Yeah. The rules and regulations are really being defined here. Yes. For us. And I feel like that's also too why like this book, along with the back half of Exodus, has been so hard for me to get through. Mostly because it's like, I understand why we needed it. I understand why it's here. I understand the context of why we should be reading it and how it applies to the New Testament. But like, it is so hard to read this text. It is. I feel like too, and we've said it before, I think it's just kind of like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's very straightforward. Dry. Like, it's straightforward. And it it's like that for perfect reason exactly not that we're saying that it's an insult or anything but especially like if you're just like for studying your bible or like you haven't really studied you know leviticus or the old testament at all it can be very hard to get through yeah because there's no story yeah like it like it's, we always want the state of entertainment right <laughs> yes. and like before you know we had this like we were all had the drama of i mean i hate to say drama it's but drama. like of abraham and yes adam and eve and noah and and the flood yeah all of them like and then even in the beginning of (laughs) 
Oh. Anyway. <laughs> and even in the beginning half of Exodus with like... The story of Moses. Yes, the yeah. plagues and coming out of Egypt and... Yeah getting to the mountain and now like we now i feel like we've been sat down in a classroom literally taking notes for yeah. the past decade yeah <laughs> that's, that's how to I learn know. yes to learn the things that we need to learn in order to be in the presence of god yes and turn like speaking in as like an israelite person would be yeah you know like mm-hmm. we're kind of seeing it the world and seeing you know, God's instructions through their lens, but also kind of looking forward and looking at it from our lens yeah. on this side of the cross yes. too. Like it's just, it's a lot. And I feel really underqualified. Yeah. It's, it can, it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's very, it's overwhelming. very overwhelming. And I think it's hard too. like, we say this every episode and we said it, I think in the introductory introductory episode too, is like not to get caught up in the details because it's, it doesn't matter, but like, yeah. but you want what do you, to. what do you need the yarn for? You know, right, like, yes, yes. like a, it doesn't matter. He said you need it. So you need it. Like, yeah. it's just hard not to, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's just our normal curiosity. Our flesh selves. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of flesh, um, <laughs> <laughs> chapter 13 goes through diagnosing what the Bible calls leprosy. Now, I want to preface this entire episode with saying when the Bible talks about leprosy, it's not specifically talking about the diagnostic criteria and the actual disease that we call leprosy today. Yeah. It is a very wide range of conditions, disorders, diseases, whatever you want to say, um, that encompasses this word leprosy. And it's translated from some other word in Hebrew that I'm not even going to try to yeah. pronounce that is really like a very broad range for like skin disorders and everything that comes along with that. And also we'll get into it in the latter half of chapter 13 is talking about, it can also encompass like mold and mildew and like stuff like that too. Yeah. So this is where it would be very beneficial to know Hebrew. I think because I think this just runs into like one of those translational. I tried. I tried. I looked on um, one of those um, Jewish sites that we went to before uh it starts with a c i can't remember it right now it's the cave of makhpala yes that one that one where it, it literally there's a pop-up is it really you, yeah <laughs> when you when you go on the site it pops up and just like shalom and i'm like okay <laughs> shalom <laughs> anyway so it was a a commentary and it was like a verse by verse commentary from one of these like rabbis that whatever does the the site and like it had the hebrew text next to like the actual english translation and he would go through like what each word meant and like how it yeah and it was really interesting but i got really dug down into it and i was like this does not matter yeah and i had to step away because i was like uh it's too much heavy it's very heavy yeah but basically what i learned from that is that this word leprosy that they're talking about is a wide variety of things. And it's the same word that's used in different contexts. And in the Hebrew language, the context clues around that word will tell you what they're talking about. But there's really not a good translation in English to talk about any of it. Yeah. And it was kind of like... Because it was translated from Hebrew to Greek to English. And that's how we got to the word leprosy. Yeah. And one of the things that I was... I can't remember if I was reading it or if I saw it somewhere. That's kind of like to how, you know how we say like, okay, yeah, you have a blister. Like, oh, I have a blister on my foot. Yeah. But then we also can I literally say, said that to you this morning. Yes, you did. But then you, you can also say that about something else too. Like, oh, they get their pills in a blister pack. Like the same word 
you know, like you pop them out the back, a blister pack. I've never heard it called that oh before. Oh my gosh, that's what it's called. Wow. Um, Interesting. Or like, you know, they'll say that too, like whenever like a, a tire like rubs on something and they it like gets a blister, like a, like a bubble on it. But like, you see what I mean? Like it, the same word can be used in different contexts, yeah. you know? So it's kind of like a similar situation. Yeah. So part A of 13 um, goes through examining and diagnosing all of these different forms of leprosy, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. So one through eight is talking about the method of examination for leprosy. So the Bible is very clear to the priests on what is considered leprosy because whoever has this diagnosis of leprosy is considered unclean. Correct. And they have to go through a slew of things to do in order to reconcile themselves back to God and back to the community. Yes. So let's read one through eight really fast. Okay. If it sounds like I smoke tw- like 12 packs a day, it's I promise she I did. don't. Um, she did. You know, the enemy is out for my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Pun. <laughs> the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, when a person has on the skin of his body a swelling or an eruption or a spot and it turns what? Can I just say something? Yeah, kind of funny. So when I read this the first <laughs> the first few times I was reading through this, I was like... When a person has on the skin of his body, of course he's going to have on the skin of his own body. What else would he have on? It's the skin of his. Oh and then I had to gosh. reread it like three like or four times. Close. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, a like, pill situation <laughs> like, to wear someone else's skin. Uh-huh, like, like that serial like, killer who wore other people's faces. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we <laughs> Israelites walking around with wearing other, other people's, people's skins. skins. We wear the skins of our enemies. Oh gosh! Okay. <laughs> Oppose the Lord, I dare you. No, nope. but anyway, own skin. <laughs> yeah, of course he's wearing his own skin on his body, on his birthday <laughs> suit, if you will. Okay, is that what you needed to say? Yeah. All right. When a person has on the skin of his body a swelling or an eruption or a spot, and it turns into a case of leprous disease on the skin of his body, then he shall be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons. I'm turning the page. The priests and the priest shall examine the diseased area on the skin of his body. And if the hair on the diseased area has turned white and the disease appears to be deeper than the skin of his body, it is a case of leprous disease. When the priest has examined him, he shall pronounce him unclean. But if the spot is white in the skin of his body and appears no deeper than the skin and the hair in it has not turned white, the priest shall shut up the diseased person for seven days. And the priest shall examine him on the seventh day. And if in, in his eyes the disease is checked and the disease has not spread in the skin, the priest shall shut him up for another seven days. And the priest shall examine him again on the seventh day. And if the diseased area has faded and the disease has not spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is only an eruption. And he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the eruption spreads in the skin after he has shown himself to the priest for cleansing, he shall appear again before the priest. And if the priest shall look and if the eruption has spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous disease. And I'm assuming we start the whole process over again. We start the whole process over again. I mean... If he's unclean, and I feel like it says it in a couple verses down, but like if he is considered unclean, they have to be moved away. Quarantined. 
quarantine, but like if it is like definitely you have a leprous disease, you have some sort of skin condition, the communicable and, disease, yeah, if and you will. the priests condemn you basically and say that you're unclean you have to be removed from the congregation you have to be removed from the community and you have to live outside of the camp of the camp Mm -hmm. to be kept away from everyone where other unclean people are because you can't be in contact with anybody yeah that's what it was yeah so they're very like all of these verses that we're going to go through i don't feel like we're going to read the whole chapter there's what like 59 verses in chapter 13 yeah um but all of them are very detailed in what the the priests were looking for. Like it's it's very specific because it has such of a weight to say that a person is unclean. Yeah, you know, and and in a way, the the priests were acting as like our public health officers. Yeah. that we have now, or physicians, or physicians because they're diagnosing. They are diagnosing, but see, the physicians in our day also give you the things you need to be quote unquote healed. Yeah, I mean, and later we're going to see they're... But they're... They're not... They're not healers. They're not physically healing. No, not at all. They're just saying, you know, you're clean, you're unclean. This is what this is, this is what it's not. Yeah. So I did a little research on actual leprosy because mm-hmm. I was interested. Yeah. Because we don't me. really have leprosy nowadays. No. Um, but leprosy as we know it is a very scary disease and it actually affects your nervous system yeah. too. Um, but enduring word says when leprosy first appears on a victim's skin, it begins as small red spots before too long. They get bigger, start to turn white, having a shiny or scaly appearance. Soon the spots spread over the entire body and the hair begins to fall out first from the head, then from the eyebrows. As things get worse, the fingernails and toenails become loose. They start to rot and eventually fall off. The joints of the fingers and the toes begin to rot and start to fall off piece by piece. In the mouth, the gums start shrinking and are unable to hold teeth, so several teeth are often lost. Leprosy keeps eating away at the face until the nose is literally gone, and the palate and eyes, and even eyes, rot out. And the victims waste away until death. I read something... Like, it's a literal living death. That's insane and disgusting. Like, if you <laughs> if you look up pictures of people who've been affected with leprosy, like, they don't have fingers. They have nubs. No, yeah, because they fall off. They fall They're off. Like, there's like no... how is that possible? Can you imagine, like, how... Painful? Yeah, and how sore you would be and, like, uncomfortable. Yeah, but, like, some of the things that the Bible talks about when we go into, like, the next couple of verses... Like the scaliness, the sores, the um, the outbreak on the whole body, the the hair falling out, like it's very kind of similar to the leprosy that we know today. Yeah, I th- I think today it's known as Hansen's disease. Hansen's disease, yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> I'm just thinking about like when Squidward's nose falls off. <laughs> SpongeBob. Yeah, but I mean, think about like that's what, like that would be like. I was in you England. go to pick something up and like your fingers like one of your fingers just pops I, off because it's been rotting away. You know, after I read this, I was like a thousand percent sure that when we went to London, when me and James were in England, um, we were on we were walking. There's like a bridge that kind of takes you from like the wheel to the Big Ben mm-hmm. to Big Ben. And we were walking on this bridge and there was a woman sitting on like the edge of the, the bridge or whatever. Like she was like covered she had like a hood on or whatever she was asking for money and i looked down at her and her nose is gone yeah. like it was like a cavity where her nose used to be and i was now 
I was like, oh my gosh, that was terrifying to see. Number one. Number two, now I'm like a thousand percent sure she had leprosy. Yeah. Like there's no way. Like, like what else would make your nose fall off like that? Right. Unless you had like some type of malignancy that they had to take so much of it. I mean, I guess so. But, but like it, it was like, yeah. a, like, I mean, that's cavity. what it is. It was, it's yeah. Like you're like, it, it just, you're, it just falls but off. That was like, that was like no 10 other... years ago. Like that was not. Yeah. I mean, it's not eradicated. No. It's, cases are not nearly as common. Praise God. Right. But I mean, it's not gone. It just gets a different name. Rename it and people don't really think about it anymore. You know, I came across something kind of interesting um, when I was doing some research for this episode. I saw now this is complete conjecture, (laughs) (laughs) but I saw somewhere that it said um, that the Pharaoh that tried to kill Moses was actually one of the first people that was diagnosed with leprosy, like what we consider leprosy today. And that's how he died. Like he literally had a living death and just fell apart. Interesting. Because Wouldn't that be ironic. I mean, leprosy was not unknown to these people because you remember. Yeah, they knew exactly what it was. In Egypt, when he was doing all his things, he like put his hand in the bag and then brought it out and it was covered in a leprous yeah, disease. Knew, mm-hmm. And he put it back and it was clean again. Yeah. So like they knew what it was. They knew what it was. Oh, <sighs> yuck. Not, no, thank you. Like just losing your toes. You gotta blow your nose and wipe off half your nose, like it just falls off. Like legit it's not funny. Squidward. Oh my gosh! Anyway, it's the sound of your nose falling off. It's that's terrible. Part, that's part of the leprous disease, I guess. Yeah, that we could be talking about the here. Actual leprosy. Yes, but speaking. not not this. The yeah, dermatous infections that this word can also cover. But like Jesus healing the leprous, the leper, like. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was like actual leprosy. Could be. I don't remember the details. It's fine. They Um, didn't describe the leper's appearance. So 9 through 11 is examining a swollen sore. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And which um, could be like what? Oh, like Like an ulcer, like an ulcer or like Like a a bed sore. That's what I'm thinking about. Or like uh, maybe like a boil. No, because they do boils in 18 through 23. Now I can't stop thinking about seeping wounds. Yep, like a like a sore, like an unripe, a spot pimple. of raw flesh, like an un in the swelling, probably like some type of skin lesion. So like the skin had to be white, That's- the hair that was in it had to be white, and um, there had to be a r- spot of raw flesh. Like there had to be conditions met for it to be considered yeah. a sore. And can to be considered unclean. Yes, and think about the amount of discernment that God is is teaching them here. The priests, in particular. yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I wonder if this is where they use the the umim and the thermim. Are they clean? Are they unclean? Maybe yes we don't know no. how it was used. Could you know, be like could maybe be. in the cases where they didn't understand or they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Very well, could be because they had to meet so many different things. So, like, what if you had rotten flesh out open, but your hair wasn't white and it wasn't. Sc- more than skin deep but i what how could like how i don't know i'm just saying yeah (laughs) but i feel like if it were like bad like you would just know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and it's and it's like hey aaron my my left hand fell off (laughs) why didn't you come see me sooner i was afraid right do they have to present themselves to the priests yeah it said to aaron or one of his sons like right in one of the first verses yeah so like what if you didn't do that (laughs) I mean, and aren't they at the tent of meeting? Aren't you risking? Dying? Oh, I'm sure you would come to the door of the tabernacle, yeah. and he would come out. 
like somebody would have to come out how did they and evaluate you god protected them yeah i mean seriously well there was a there's a parallel i feel like there's two sides to this chapter one side being you know the physical as in like you are physically sick you have a physical ailment and then the other side is kind of like okay what does this symbolize and what did the israelite people think it symbolized yeah so during word have a has a obviously any type of ailment any type of disease in the israelite community was considered sin a punishment from god and we have um references to that in the further on in the old testament where people would kind of go against the prophets and then they would come down with a leprous disease mm-hmm. yeah um so and during word said leprosy and remember leprosy is that wide range of skin diseases problems um is like said in many ways there are some good reasons why many ancient rabbis considered a leper as someone already dead leprosy is like sin in that it begins as nothing it is painless in its first stages it grows slowly it often remits for a while and then returns it numbs the senses um it causes decay and deformity and it eventually gives a person a repulsive appearance Mm-hmm. Yeah, and think about too, like if you have a leprous disease, about being separated mm-hmm. from everybody, and you know we know sin separate sin is what separates us from God, which is so, why they had to be cast out. Yeah, exactly. Basically, mm-hmm. and here's what I want to know, right? Like, I have seen like many things, and this is a, a genuine question in the research that I'm doing, where like disease is not because like this is. I've seen things that say like this is not because of sin. It is like what did they say? Hold on. I don't know. And I'm like wondering like it's not because of sin. No, it shows like it's treated. I guess what I'm trying to say is is that I think at some point the Pharisees took this and I say the Pharisees cuz I'm talking about the New Testament, but like the Pharisees took this whole like and ran with it. Yes, and yeah. that's why it became, "Oh, you're a leper, you're a sinner." Yep, no. But uh, no. Is what I'm is I guess is the point that I was trying to make is I think that people tend to forget that like being unclean and being in a leprous state you were not cast out because you were a sinner no you were cast out because you had a a communicable disease yes and we had to see if you could come back without infecting your family and everyone and every everything around you it was protection yes and um you know is a parallel to sin you know but i don't it's a parallel it's not because of sin yes like oh that guy has leprosy he must be so uh, such a terrible person you know you have cancer you must have been a horrible person yes exactly that's not and i think it's important to note that because i think that the israelite people or you know the people at some point in time started twisting this stuff around when they were getting obsessed with these laws you know that oh well he's blind i wonder what he did or his parents did to make him blind yeah no like they did they most certainly did um let me see that it's being you are in a you are not in your natural state kind of like when we talked about childbirth you are not in your natural state you are not at quote unquote i guess for a lack of a better term like your body's equilibrium therefore because you were not whole because you were not in your natural state you couldn't approach god or else you would die yeah yeah and it was also the the public health side of it all yeah like you don't want to spread exactly and like people get pastors get terminally ill like you know what i mean like yep um 
the enduring word about the pharisees enduring word says um as he is unclean he shall dwell alone the whole casting yeah. out mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. says as, as strict as this all was eventually many of the jewish people went further in excluding lepers i don't like that word um people with leprosy from society in the days of jesus many jews thought two things about a person with leprosy you are the walking dead and you deserve this because it is the punishment of god against yeah. you jewish customs said that you should not even greet a leper you had to say six feet away from them one rabbi bragged that he would not even buy an egg on a street where he saw a leper and another boasted that he threw rocks at them to keep them from coming close some rabbis didn't even allow a person with leprosy to wash his face. And it says, but Jesus was different. He loved them. He touched them. He healed them when they had no hope at all. Yeah. I mean, that's just all that I could think of. I'm like, these guys, this was just one of those things that they took and ran with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like the whole freaking paper on your head. Like, yeah, like you, they did. Obviously, they, they, they did not have discernment in the way that God had intended. Uh, clearly. Uh, what else are we taking from you know that god has given us that we aren't using it as he intended everything everything don't eat from the tree or you shall surely die and here we are (laughs) so anyway um 9 through 11 talks about sores um 12 through 17 talks about an outbreak over the entire body i had a question about this yeah i'm curious to know because mine was just like my answer was just like an assumption, I guess. Like Yeah. So like here, let's let's read um twelve through seventeen. Okay. Do you have it up? Yes. Okay, you can go ahead. Twelve through seventeen. And if the leprous disease breaks out in the skin, so that the leprous disease covers all the skin of the diseased person from head to foot, so far as the priest can see, then the priest shall look, and if the leprous disease has covered all his body, he shall pronounce him clean of the disease. It has all turned white and he is clean. But but when wa- but when raw flesh appears on him, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. Raw, capital R, by the way, raw flesh is unclean, for it is a leprous disease. But if the raw flesh cover- recovers and turns white again, then he shall come to the priest. And the priest shall examine him. And if the disease has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce the diseased person as clean. He is clean. Yeah. So basically, if you have a condition that's all over your body, which to me, I'm picturing like albinism or, um, you know, that one where the melanin and like your skin turns white and yes. it's like all splotchy. Yes. Watchy. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it's called right Or like now. even like a port wine. Yeah. Like birthdays yes. and like. Like that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I think too like healed like previous lesions also because yes. you know scarring Scars can have different colors as well. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That, and too like think about like if you have leprosy like it's, it's I think it's a slow disease like the malignant not malignant in sense like cancer sense that we know it now but like malignant as it's eventually going to take over your body but like think about leprosy like you're not just all your fingers all your toes and your nose are not going to all fall off at once yeah like it's not going to be everywhere all at once it's going to spread so if it's yeah and at the same time this this leprosy is not just talking about leprosy that we know yeah so like it could be you know chicken pox yeah for example or a rash they're all over your body but you heal and then you're clean right which is the but point of the quarantine problem this, yep you'll probably still have some scars. people still have scars exactly yeah. yeah uh so i was like okay well this is kind of 
Why does this keep falling? I noticed that and I was like, what is happening? It's coming out of the thing. I'm a microphone problem You're being, right now. It's you today, not me. I wonder what is happening. <sighs> Did you switch our no, stuff? Absolutely no, not. <laughs> I was I was no, wondering I why, you know, well, we have this one person that has this one spot that is raw, but we have one person that ha- had it all over their body, but they're clean, but this other person isn't. So I was like, okay, what does that mean? Enduring Word says, um, this is counterintuitive, but apparently dealing with these ancient skin diseases, the stage of disease gave hope for recovery. In addition, it provides a powerful sc- spiritual picture given the association of leprosy with humanity's sinful condition um we see that the key phrase in regard to the to the one whose leprosy has covered all his body and it has turned all white white skin indicated that a healing of the disease had taken place since the white skin would be new skin that had grown over the raw flesh yeah and think about too like so they're like no longer yeah contagious Contagious or or something that's not contagious yeah Yeah. and think about too the amount of stuff that aaron and the priest would have seen like at some point they're gonna have yes that and think (laughs) about too like the experience that they have like we are familiar with you know like oh if somebody's blood count numbers don't look so great then we know what that might be indicative of so they might be able to see a certain type of lesion and be like oh yeah, that's definitely it's, looks like that or experience or that's going to exactly, you know, you and also too that that discernment, like learn on the job. The stones, yeah, the stones that said yes or no. Yes, that's what we're going to call them now. Yes. Um. Okay. So then after that, we have boils on the skin, burns on the skin. Um sores in the midst of hair and think about too i'm sorry i know this is totally random but you saying burns just reminded me like this was probably also for the i was gonna say the patients but like the the afflicted or the infected people as well because if you have a burn and you're around everything like normal and around all the people exactly it's gonna help to prevent infection for you to be away from everything else yeah i mean and that would go for any type of open sore or wound that you might have because imagine you're they're nomads. I mean, people are gonna get hurt. You're gonna have disease that yeah. comes and just you know infests areas. Yeah, you know? and you think Let's about just like wait till we get to the bodily discharges. Yeah, well, and think about too <laughs> like gonorrhea, <laughs> AIDS. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you like that? Oh, rabies. Rabies. <laughs> um think about uh oh my goodness what is it called i don't gangrene okay yes infection like grossness Mm -hmm. that can make your body parts rot and like get super infected bacteria yeah Mm -hmm. and like if you give that if you have a child at home like we all know we love our children but we all know they carry all kinds of crap yes and okay also imagine the uh there's one thing that I was reading while reading through this. I, I don't know if it's later in Leviticus or not. But what about common colds? I was just thinking about and that like, now. I mean, like, you think about you and, have a bodily discharge, mucus, a bodily fluid, mucus. Is that? It's a body uh, fluid. Oh, see, I mean, I don't know. It's a body fluid. We're not just talking I mean, so about. so spit. Yeah, but that's like, that's not, well, you would you want to be in contact with anybody else's spit? I love you, but I don't want your spit on me. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying though, you know, no unclean. Any, we'll get there. Let's keep going. No, I but I really don't know. I don't know. That's weird. But I mean, like, think about how many animals they came in contact with. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get lice 
yeah. from animals, from birds, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway. Yeah. Um, Hence the stay away from clean versus unclean animals. Helps to prevent that too. They sacrifice bats, birds. Bats. They literally sacrifice birds. Don't want to be sacrificing Pigeons. bats. Why? Because they carry what? AIDS. Yes. <laughs> No. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's rabies. Okay, examining sores in the but you midst see what I'm saying? of hair. Yes. Okay, examining sores in the midst of a hair. Good. Love a good ingrown that hair. That is 29 through 37. Are we reading this? I don't remember what it says, to be perfectly honest. What is it, 29 through 37? Yeah, it's kind of long. Yeah, I mean. Oh, wait, I do have something to say about this. So maybe we should read it. The whole thing? I can read what Enduring Word has. Yeah. If you want. Is that what you wanted to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's just talking about um, if you have sores on your head that are like in where your hair should be. Like if there's thin yellowing hair, it's unclean. If you have scaly, probably like... Cradle cap? Cradle cap? Yeah. Something like that. Or like dandruff? Dandruff. I don't... I don't... Maybe not dandruff. Hairs, I don't think pimples dandruff. on your head? Maybe um it's still the same thing like it's it's the yellowing thin hair is what it is really for the most part and the, on the head or the beard well and think about how serious of a disease it would, sore and think about how serious of a disease it would have to be to make your hair and your skin thin and change color and stuff yeah like i'm thinking pus yeah that's exactly what i'm thinking like matted day. all of these things also encouraged hygiene by the way exactly i have a note about that actually yes so it just it has to not appear deeper than the skin so it has to be superficial for it to be considered clean um that's what i'm saying is i feel like too like you would be able to know like oh well that's a bug bite yeah you know yeah so the verse starts off if a man or a woman has a sore on the head or the beard okay Mm-hmm. It says, man or woman, the additional specification referring to the woman does not indicate that women were excluded from previous cases, but rather because the following case involves specifically an infection on the beard, it could be assumed that women were exempt. The text indicates that they were not. Facial hair. Facial hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Have you ever seen like an Egyptian, like yeah. a Middle Eastern yeah, person? Absolutely. They're very hairy. They are. They have very dark, thick hair, thick even hair. on their faces, yeah, on their arms, to, like, everywhere. Wax, they do. Which is a crazy upkeep, yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was kind of funny that women yeah. have beards. Well, think about like they're not, I'm sure that they're not shaving mm-hmm. their faces and stuff. Yeah. The scaly sore that would consider someone unclean, it says the word used here literally means a tearing off, something so annoying that the person has has it, no, the person who has it cannot keep his hands off of it. Like you're literally like, I just immediately thought of scabies. Sca- yes. Ugh. Yes. Or chiggers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anything that burrows under the skin, absolutely uh, not. Absolutely not. Like, Kill me now. Stone me. Right. <laughs> Quarantine me now. Give Time me the permethrin. I don't care how much it costs if the insurance covers it. We're getting no, it. No. Nasty. Okay. So then we have from, what were we? The midst of hair. Bright spots on the skin. I don't really, I didn't really understand this one, to be honest. Bright spots? Is that like you said? Like some, maybe White, some of those. bright spots. You know, like you said, like, um. Because think about what the complexion of these uh, of of the Israelite people probably was. 
I'm sure they were darker, had a darker skin tone. I mean, they were outside all the time. Yeah. So if they have like a, like a lighter colored spot, like you said, that, uh, that skin disease where the, where you just have like some of the people just have that, like, it looks like spots of like lighter colored skin everywhere, like white skin on a, on a darker skinned person. I mean, it doesn't, it's just, it says when a man or a woman has spots on the skin of the body, white spots, the priest shall look. And if the spots on the skin of the body are of a dull white, it is leucoderma that has broken out in the skin. He is clean. I mean, I have white spots. Yeah. They're tiny. It's sun damage. And they're, yeah. And they're flat. Yeah. They're not like, you know, random. So, okay. So bright spots on the skin, um, skin associated with hair loss so you have an infection in your skin and you lose your hair if you were bald you were not considered unclean you were just bald you were just bald <laughs> you were just bald you were just bald uh, mm-hmm. i didn't understand the whole forehead did you understand the forehead where's that at um 43 he whose hair has fallen from his forehead he is bald on the forehead but he is clean <laughs> probably there's i mean where does the bald person's forehead start and stop no, it's talking about like if somebody loses hair from their forehead. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like if they're bald, eyebrows their maybe. Start maybe stop. it's their eyebrows. Yeah, their eyebrows probably. And like think about like your hairline is right on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinning. Yeah. Like me. Look at this. I can't oh even gosh. wear my hair up anymore. It's, it's fine. I don't have a leprous disease. <laughs> I'm just old. So if the if hold on, wait. If it's a reddish white sore, it's leprosy, um, breaking out on a bald head or bald forehead. Um, if the swelling of the sore is reddish white on his bald head or on his bald forehead, as the appearance of leprosy on the skin of the body, he is a leprous man. He is unclean. So basically, you had to have some type of raw flesh. Yeah, I mean, think about what chicken like. Think about it. what like shingles or like chicken pox looks like, or like it's like a red sore, but like with a yellow like crust or like a yellow blister over it i mean i know it's disgusting but that's what it is you have to say crust because that's what it is because <laughs> when you're when they crust over you're not contagious anymore i mean as far as like chicken pox and like um, cold sores and stuff up. go but i mean even think of like cold sores like they're contagious and until they get Syphilis. the yellow crust like Syphilis. what is that it's hiv isn't it what hepatitis it's hepatitis yes what cold source no it's hsv herpes H-S- simplex virus herpes there's two is. different types of that by the way herpes the one on your face is not the same as the one in your mm-hmm. yeah who has yeah okay the result of leprosy the result of leprosy 45 through 46 it says the leprous person who has the disease what 45 minutes of 13 oh gosh <laughs> great okay the leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let their hair, let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did that just fall on me again? I was watching. Uh, <laughs> I was reading my notes. <laughs> he shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling place shall be outside the camp. It's literally the shame bell. Like, yes. shame, 
shame. And think about like I'm sure it's not meant as an insult to them, but like people have to stay away from them. They're mourning. They're like, they literally have, have to be to, in mourning. They ha- yes, and you have to stay away from them because if they have a communicable disease and you get too close. You're going to catch, catch it like any other communicable disease, whether it's a cold, COVID, whatever. We had to mention COVID. Yeah. Buzzword. <sighs> Hope the government's listening. What up, Joe? He's walked off. <laughs> All of the above need to go out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video I sent you where the lady was like, where the guy was like, you're going to. Yes. I <laughs> she just walked the off comedian. the stage. Yes. He was like, I don't think I can top that. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> uh, yes. So they they shall dwell alone. Since the leprous person is required as to be one that mourned for the dead or for some great and public calamity. That mm-hmm. has to suck. Like you you are away from your family. You're away from your community. Like you literally have to go and live with people who are also gross and infected. But you probably also have to keep your distance from too. Because I'm what sure. if they have something that you can catch? I had written a note about that. I said when talking about the leper declaring himself yelling about being unclean. It's like when you see God's holiness and you think about your cor- current state. Like yeah. how unclean. Yeah. like as humans we are mm-hmm. it just makes me appreciate jesus so much more oh yeah you know? i'd be like that ostrich with my head in the sand i mean he was literally coming out here healing lepers uh-huh. like um 47 through 52 is talking about or really the end of 13 is talking about f- diagnosing fabrics and leather that can that were contaminated by leprosy so it's really talking about like the inside of houses garments um, tent coverings, things like that. And the leprosy they're talking about is like mold, mildew. Yes. Other things. Yeah. Things that can grow. Yeah. And like humidity, humidity type places. Yeah. Things that can still afflict us even now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, mold, mildew, like you Fungus. said. Yeah. Nicotine stains. They didn't have nicotine. <laughs> I mean, they probably were cooking inside their tents though. Yeah. So... That was a big thing. When I went on my trip to Honduras, uh, we built... I remember you stoves. saying that. They cooked inside and they didn't have like a escape for like the steam and like the soot and like... No ventilation. Cook- no ventilation. Thank you. They cooked with like fire, like wood fire. That's so like... so dangerous too. They were breathing for, for in all of that reasons, stuff. Carbon monoxide. Like- so uh, that's how they were really. They had to do tents and things. Not in Honduras, but I'm talking about in yeah. Israel. Yeah. Yes. So... I can only imagine what was inside of their tents growing. Right. Um, so the priest had to come out and, you know, look and see if anything was growing basically. Right. Yeah. So they would check it. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we're going to need to quarantine this. And then you like, wait how many ever days. And then, then at that point would determine whether or not greenish red, like there was very, there's detailed explanations of what the priests were looking for. And, every single one of these scenarios mm-hmm. it's just way too long for us to read it and we're already 40 50 minutes yeah into this and think about too like if he came back and said so I'm, I'm trying to talk really fast because we're also gonna go like way over but think about too like they're in the middle of the desert like if they have to destroy anything especially like clothing or yeah. like a garment yeah. like how valuable fabric and things were yeah you didn't have house so anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because their houses were made of literal fabric. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Yeah. What so, about do you think that ever happened to like the fabric that was used for the fence of the tabernacle? Probably not. You're right. Probably not. 
Because too, you have to think there were giving the sacrifices, the priestly portion, the skin of the animal. I bet you any money that was used as a reserve for repairs. Yeah. And things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if it was found to be unclean, they had to burn it. Yeah. With fire outside the camp. Yeah. Um, garments that were considered potentially unclean, but were actually found to be clean. You can wash Let's them wash. and then they're fine. Then they're fine. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Perfect. Okay. One Moving four. on. Right. 14. 14. <laughs> Cleansing process of a formal leper. This one's going to go really fast too, because I mean, we'll talk about the actual ritual, but that's basically it. Yeah. And 14. And what I, I have this from Bible.tv. I mean, they have it laid out into five steps basically. Yeah, go ahead. So number one is the cleansing ritual by the priest involving the two birds. Yes. So let's talk about that. Yes. So you need two birds, a scarlet yarn, uh-huh. hyssop, cedar, cedar wood. wood. Yes. And then what's the, not listed is you need an earthen vessel and fresh water. <laughs> fresh water from like a spring, a yeah, cistern, not, not like not like from a reserve. A reserve. Yeah. It has to be like literally fresh water. Running water. Yeah. Living water. Mm-hmm quote-unquote living water so then you take one bird the priest has to go outside oh yeah because you can't come in i'm sorry area Mm -hmm. like i don't i'm wondering who was the messenger there like did somebody come out and be like hey we think this guy might be healed come look at him they make rounds or like well think about it though because like okay i'm sending you out on seven days that Maybe was, you had like a meeting point or like he knew to come out every seven well, days. Well, see, like or- he, they didn't banish them until after they were considered unclean. So like they had like a quarantine area where they would keep people under priestly watch, quote unquote priestly watch, where they were close by for the seven days and then they for the recheck. Well, this. But then if, if they were considered unclean, they were banished and pushed out and had to go outside the camp. Yeah, they probably did do some type of like yelling or... They use messenger pigeons. Carrier. Yeah, they could have. It's entirely those. possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? It doesn't matter. Who knows? It's one of those details. details. It just doesn't care. So anyway. They call him on his cell phone. So the priest would go out and examine the person. And if he um, has declared to be clean, but based on whatever criteria, criteria. they were looking at, mm-hmm. they had to do this ritual outside of the camp. Yes, before he could come in. So I say he, they. It could yes, have been a we have two birds, she. we have some string, we have some wood, and we have some herbs. Hiss up. Hiss up. So what do they do? So the, from, correct me if I'm wrong, the leprous person had to sacrifice the first bird over yes. an earthen vessel that had the fresh water in it so that the blood from that bird would pour into the water of the earthen vessel. Yes. Then... See, this is where we were talking about the whole scarlet yarn thing. I got caught up on this and we're not supposed to be doing that. And we come up with a great theory um, is that you would use the yarn to tie all of said objects together. And I think also to prevent from because remember, our second bird is still alive to it's prevent alive. them from, it's alive. from flying away. But you tie them all together and then you dip them. You dip the, the, clean the bird. live bird the cedar wood and the hyssop in the blood water basically and then you what's he do he sprinkles something seven times yep he sprinkles the mixture i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. seven times on he who is to be cleansed of the leprous disease yep and then you let the bird bird go yep so um hold on wait i saw something that was hilarious to me 
Oh, is this the thing you said? Oh, we're going to read this and discuss. And you started laughing. You marked it with a circle and a star. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. It says the cedar wood served for the handle. The hyssop and the living bird were attached to it by the means of the scarlet wool or crimson fillet. I knew it. The bird was so bound to this handle as that its tail should be downwards in order to be dipped into the blood of the bird that has been killed. The whole of this made an instrument for the sprinkling of blood. I'm literally picturing. Oh a, my goodness. A maraca. The bird. <laughs> a maraca. Oh my gosh. That was a bird tied with some herbs with string. I'm just picturing this bird. How did they not break its neck? This is not a this is not a joke. It's fine. This is handle. not funny. We're cleansing the, the unclean here. It's a Praise joyous, God we don't have to do this because it's a joyous moment. <laughs> Cedar wood is extremely resistant to disease and rot, and these qualities may be the reason for including it. Okay. In this. Wonderful. Most commentators believe that the scarlet yarn is not cloth itself. Its material was used for making the curtains and the veil of the tabernacle, and its color may have symbolized blood. The hyssop branches were used for sprinkling of blood or water. We've already gone into hyssop before. And then yeah. the running water refers to water that comes from a flowing source, such as a spring or river or creek. It did not come from a well or cistern. It was thought to be pure, fresh water. Yeah. As in a cleansing water. Water. Living. That's all from Enduring Word, by the way. Do you think they untied, like, the hyssop from the bird and just, like, used the hyssop to, like... Or do you think they literally shook the bird? I think they shook the bird. How do they, they not dip the bird in it? They dipped the bird in... Well, they're not whipping it. I guess. Probably just, like, dripping it on their head, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm just picturing now a floppy bird neck. Anyway, so... Enduring word had a great point. That what do we do with the about. leftover of the dead bird? Of the sacrifice bird? It doesn't say, does it? I would imagine it would have to be burnt because Outside it's holy. No. It was used as a sacrifice. Yes, but it wasn't sacrificed to oh, God. Oh, that's true. It would probably just be thrown oh, away. So Can they eat it? Maybe. If it's no, a clean no, anyway, bird. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, so Enduring Word had a great point that I didn't think about until I read this. It says, in a remarkable way, this unusual ritual points to the future work of the Messiah who would cleanse those stained with leprosy of sin. Yes. Uh, Jesus was sacrificed outside the camp. He was a man mm-hmm. from heaven, as are the birds. Mm-hmm. Um, he remained cleansed and holy, even in his death becoming sin, uh, without becoming a sinner. I don't know what that has anything to do. Oh, the scapebird. Yeah. Um, Jesus, oh, yeah, I read that as well. Yeah, Jesus came by water and blood and died in association with water and blood um jesus died in association with association with the scarlet cloth his robes um jesus died in association with wood the cross jesus died in association with hyssop which is what they fed him with the sour oh, wine yeah put it on the mm-hmm. jesus lived bearing the marks of his death i'm assuming that's the dead bird and jesus ascended into heaven out of human sight which is the free bird yep Incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. So then, I'm sorry, were we? No, we're done. Ready to go, go ahead. Yep. So then, there was the washing, shaving, entering the camp, but no one's tent for seven days. Yeah, he had to live outside for seven days, mm-hmm. basically saying to the congregation, "Hey, I'm clean. I'm proving that I'm clean. I'm out in the open all the time. Right? Seven days, you can see me. Yep. And on the seventh day, he was to shave off all his hair, bathe his body, wash his clothes. Then he was clean, and his cleansing was public knowledge." Yes. Shave. By all his hair, she means his eyebrows as well. Yeah, everything. He was becoming a swimmer. <laughs> he was. 
Why are we assuming these are all men? It's just he. Yeah. That's just how it's written. But they're not all men. It could be women yes, too. Yes, I know. I was joking. Okay. And then sacrifices had to be offered to complete the process. This is all from Bible TV, by sure. the way. Sacrifices had to be offered to complete the processes. That's in 10 through 20. Um, and this was done on the eighth day of the process in order to purge his pollution from the sanctuary and give thanks to God for his healing. And by his, we're talking about the infected person or formerly infected person. Um, and then once certified as cleansed, he was then required to make a guilt, sin, and burnt offering with a grain offering. Yes. And then in 21 through 32, we have uh, provisions for the poor in the event that you couldn't afford the things needed for said yeah. rituals. And like, I don't really want to get into all that because like we've, we've gone been through, through the all rituals. That. We've and talked they, about what animals are. Yes. Yeah. And in the chapter, they literally tell you what you can and can't bring and like mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah. all over again. Yeah, I so, don't think we need to do that all over again. There was a there was a sin, a guilt and a burnt offering is that what she said uh and grain and guilt sin basically one of everything everything. except a peace offering was not required but i would imagine that they did one yeah because i mean it's basically it's your reborn yeah you're saying thank you so much for healing me and you're please forgive me of my sins and here i am yeah you're bald like the fetus baby seriously you're reborn yeah like um and then it starts talking about houses with leprosy and i think this is more so for like when they have actual structures i think this was preparing them for when they went when into they get canaan. into canaan yeah uh-huh. but he had to give them the rules instructions yeah i mean do you think we need to go over that it's basically the same thing as if it was on a piece of leather or yeah, fabric or, or anything or garment like or um you know they come in they examine the house they notice that they have like mildew fungus mold something growing um if they they'll leave it and if they come back and it's spread they can basically kind of like gouge out the area and mm-hmm. rebuild it yeah like and they have the to <laughs> and they have basically and they have to get rid of the stuff outside of the camp yeah and then if it comes back and it's fine the house is clean but if it comes back and it's spread even more they basically have to tear down the entire yeah. house and build new somewhere build else new somewhere else yeah and that's the houses. Yeah. I don't really know why it's here. Maybe it's because the rituals of cleansing. Yeah, I'm sure that it is. And remember, we talked about like the time frame of everything. Yeah. But maybe maybe say this because they know that they're going to be going to a promised land and that where they are is temporary. So yeah. he's yeah. probably for future sake. Yeah. And I'm imagining like, I don't really know this to be certain. And it might be something I might go look at. But I feel like after the ordination of Aaron and his sons, I feel like Moses and him, Aaron, sat in the tabernacle talking to God for days, getting all of this yeah, information. Yeah, I really don't think that this happened like instantane, like not like it took more than one day, I, th- I bet. Yeah. Like, but he like was getting there was it like over a, a time period. There was and like he's an talking to them. Yeah. Session because think about on. it like Moses, you know, may no longer be set apart and it's like a priestly aspect, but he's still very much so involved. Yes. Yeah. And a leader of the people. Yeah. He's like the government. So he also needs to be aware of, of the rules. Yeah. 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 So I feel like, I feel like that's what happened. And, and or maybe it's you know they knew aaron was going to be the priest and they're still on sinai and they're still talking to god up there after the ten commandments like all that mess i don't know i don't know when god is telling them these instructions i want to say it's after the ordination of aaron yeah and they're just in there doing like their schoolwork yeah yeah it's (laughs) like uh orientation yes your orientation and then they're gonna go well aaron would go and teach the other priests and teach the people yes and teach the people 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, 15. And that was it for mm-hmm. 14. And then 15 brings us to bodily, bodily discharges. discharges. So I Which mean, I feel like all of these are pretty straightforward. I think so too. I mean, in mine, I, this summary that I have kind of breaks it up into four parts, it looks like. First is... Um, so this says this chapter views. I have bodily discharges from a man. Mm-hmm. And then we have bodily discharges from a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it in the summary. I have uncleanness brought by a man's abnormal discharges. Uncleanness caused by a man's normal discharge. Uncleanness caused by a woman's discharge lasting many days. Uncleanness caused by a woman's discharge lasting many days. Yeah. So, yeah. so the general principle regarding an, an abnormal discharge of a man mm-hmm. was the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. And this is the law of his uncleanness for a discharge, whether it's his body runs with a discharge or his body is blocked up by a discharge. It is in his uncleanness. Yeah. So, and I think the rules were basically abnormal discharge. Yeah. Rules were basically quarantine for seven days, wash your clothes and your body, offer the two birds. Yes. Everything that they sit on, everything that they touch in both situations is unclean. Um, and if any clean person comes into contact with any of those items, they too You are now clean. unclean. Kind of like if when we talked about several episodes ago. Has a discharge and they spit on somebody else that person is now unclean Mm -hmm. so they're a weapon Mm -hmm. of mass destruction Mm -hmm. they are wiping people out until sundown right (laughs) they are um because you know it's it's that principle of you cannot as someone who is clean touch something who is unclean or someone who is unclean and stay clean yourself right right, exactly except for jesus right he was clean he touched unclean people and cleaned them yes he did that he did one exception yes um the menstruation um when a woman is in her menstruation she is considered unclean and i think this is quite similar to the same reason she was needed purified after childbirth yes yes and then the unusual body discharge or abnormal i like how they said unusual or abnormal bodily discharge because i did have a hang up on this when i first read it through because i was like okay i get the menstruation like you're not whole whatever it's gross. I guess we're it. It's disgusting. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I get it. But then, like, with the abnormal bodily discharges, like, women, PDSA. Not also, PDSA. Uh, PSA. What's the <laughs> disclaimer? Yeah. If you don't hear about women's, women's bodily discharge. fluids, skip forward about 30, 60 30 seconds. seconds. <laughs> um, women in their natural state have discharge that is normal. Yes. Absolutely. Like, and so, when I first read this through, I was like, wait, wait, wait. What if like like that's normal though Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. i don't think it includes those discharges that are normal i think it's like a yeast infection or something else like you had abnormal discharge i do want to say too that it does mention when a man and his wife have intercourse they are unclean yes it is not sinful Correct. to have sex with your significant other your married you're married significant other in the eyes of god 
it is you're just in a state of uncleanness yes it's again i just feel like it's important for us to keep emphasizing this is it's a ritual state state of uncleanness it's not a moral state of uncleanness and it's honestly mostly i feel to protect that person because if you approach god in your unclean state or your unritualistic state you gonna die yeah so yeah. yeah so here's my rabbit hole moment that i have of this whole chapter did we cover everything we wanted to cover i know it was really I think quick so. i don't have it's abnormal discharges from a man or woman anything they sit on lie on whatever mm-hmm. touch if they spit on somebody you're unclean and then they do the whole ritual cleansing process like we do with the leper yeah oh i did want to say this and i'm assuming this would also cover like women discharges unless you're going to talk about that no go ahead is it says this is from that bible.tv these instructions refer to in um involuntary nocturnal emissions as well as normal intercourse what wet dreams (laughs) with a woman um (laughs) the emission of seminal fluid rendered a man ritually impure and required that both he and his wife bathe before they could resume religious activity so i think any type of normal discharge whether it be for male or female you you basically you just had to bathe because it was normal and wait till sundown yeah well i did say that no because this just says now this is not from this is what they have in their like their notes is is that they just had to bathe because i mean i don't know maybe you did have to wait until sundown but i just mean that because it was normal you know it wasn't out of the ordinary it wasn't an infectious type of discharge be unclean till evening if he has a mission yeah so yeah my rabbit hole moment when i read this when i read this chapter was okay I I couldn't find an answer and it's not very straightforward because we don't have a lot of information. But if a woman is on her period or during her menstruation, she cannot come into the presence of God. We know for a fact that Eve was in the presence of God in the garden. Did she have a period? Probably not. I wonder if it was part of the fall. We know birth pains were part of the fall. Mm -hmm. And also they were charged with being fruitful and multiplying in the garden. Yeah, but was that a thing? They had sex before. Oh, yes, I know that. But I just mean, like, was that like, was same thing the, with like, was the period was that defecating a thing before and the fall? urination in the fall? Like, yeah. because would you do that in front of God? I mean, would he? I mean, he could being... a thousand percent make it not necessary. He could. Yeah. But I think probably as far as like going to the bathroom goes, I mean, I think probably, not going to the bathroom, but I'm talking about like menstruation. Did Eve have a period? I don't in the know. I don't know. And if she did, was it as terrible as they are now? I don't know. Like everything I looked at, I could not find yeah, a straight answer. I don't know. I wonder if she did and it just wasn't as like painful because, you know, or as uncomfortable as it is. Well, I don't think the pain was there. Um, because also keep in mind too, God is the one who opened and closed wombs. Yeah. I think she did have a period, but it wasn't like we know it now. Like she did not emit blood. Like I feel like... It was probably something else. You know, women nowadays... We reabsorb the lining of our uterus about 30%. Oh, Do you know that? So you don't lose all of your lining of your uterus. You can reabsorb it back into your body. Yeah. Um, and it'll just take care too, of itself. And I'm it, wondering if that's what happened. Also, is it just another part of de-evolution? Could be. I don't know. Closer to but you know, I had like, like, I was like, does she menstruate? I doubt it's to the extent that we know it today. No. I really doubt it. I bet that there was some form of it, but not in the sense that we think of losing two cups of blood and everything else that goes along with it. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, think about it, too, because like they were naked and it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And so when they were in their natural state before they ate the fruit, like would they have even it would have just been a natural thing. Yeah. It wouldn't have been like a thing, you know? Yeah. 
Man, so, the woman's body is amazing. I just want to put that I out there. Just, we can do amazing no. things. Yeah. It's disgusting, yeah. but we can do amazing things. No, I do not want to be while I'm birthing my child. Thank you. No, I don't. <laughs> if you can see him, get him out. Yes. Okay. Mm. That was so fast. That, I mean, like, this episode is long, but like, I feel like, I feel like the, we weren't. The majority we were of the stuff was in the first. It was. Because we also, too, we hear about leprosy. 40 times in the bible so i think we needed to discuss the 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 fact that because i'll be honest with you i don't know that i i mean i think that i knew but like i didn't know that leprosy was the in general the broadenized word you know yeah for for various skin diseases and conditions so yes now i i think some of the people that Jesus healed in his ministry um, definitely did have the leprosy that we know oh, absolutely. today. Absolutely. Because I think so, too. Then we'll get later on in Leviticus, but people with like deformities were considered unclean. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah. Or like any type of, I'm sure, like disorder. Disability. Yeah. Yes. Disorder. Disability is the word that I'm looking for. That yes. made you, I mean, I hate to say this, but not appear as everybody else. To not make you whole. Yeah you were considered unclean and you can, but the thing that is, is that was their normal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how they were born. Like in thinking of terms of someone who may have like down syndrome or like may have been like disfigured fingers or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that was their normal. It's not like they were born in it. Well, if you go back to the last chapter, yeah, you're born unclean, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, do we have a favorite verse? I picked one. Read it. Let's do it. Okay. So I have chapter 15, verse 31. Thus you shall keep the people of Israel separate from their uncleanness, lest they die in their uncleanness by defiling my tabernacle that is in their midst. That's basically God saying, no touchy when you uncleany. Yeah. And him saying like, I am you're holy. separate. You are separate. You are holy. You are separate from everybody else and you need to act like it. Mm-hmm. They're separate from Canaan. He's separate from everybody. They need to respect his holiness and respect their own exactly. set apartness yeah. in terms of the rest of the, yes. of the world. I like that he says, my tabernacle. It's his. I know it is, but like, I just, I like that. Like yeah. everything else, but you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that's it. Anyway, <laughs> on the next episode, we will be discussing Leviticus chapters 16 and 17, and that will be up next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed the time we spent in God's Word, and we hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.